All right, y'all. So we want to give a small owned business a shout out because they deserve it. And we're a fan of their products. So if you've been struggling with your skin, listen up. Please do not skip over this. We want to give a shout out to Brujita Skincare. Yes, Brujita Skincare. I just love the name because it's so cute. So they are an LA-based, Latina-owned, and operated brand with a small team of just three. And Leah handpicks key ingredients used in all of her products, and they're all sustainable, raw, and organic. Lately, my skin has been struggling, and after testing these out, I'm hooked. No BS. So if you feel like the typical skincare products don't usually work for you, then check out Brujita Skincare. And check out their candle because it literally smells bomb. Bomb. Hey, y'all. If you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy, and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and JoJo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. I'm yawning. She's tired. She's hangry um all the above (laughs) so for today's topic we want to get into healthy relationships so i feel like a lot of people have this like idea that healthy relationships yeah they're healthy but like that they're easy you know it's just you guys are in la la land it's nothing but peace love and good sex um but that's that's not it at all that's the farthest from the truth ever and i'm not gonna lie i was guilty to think like oh you know it's maybe it's like that you know it's it's like being in paradise and although it's kind of like being in paradise it's a lot of work to get there it's not at all easy and i feel like a lot of people have that preconceived idea which is why we want to go over it today and kind of like put out there at least from our perspective and a little bit of research that we've done um of why it isn't easy and i guess so to say how we got there maybe mm-hmm. do you feel like we're in a healthy relationship i think so well well before us <laughs> have you ever felt like you were in a healthy relationship or maybe like in that time you felt like it was um, your I idea f- of it feel like i thought i was but i'm not sure i don't think so <laughs> So, you so. know, hold on, because what got me fucked up is this light is changing in the back. I fucking what? hate when it does what that. What is this? Just touch one of the buttons. With like a party in here. Yeah. This shit had me. All right. I thought I was tripping. I'm like, why? I feel like the room is changing. I didn't even know. Okay. Notice it. Anyway, as you're saying, I'm sorry, as we were really interrupted. Um, No, I think um, one thing that I wanted to mention is that I think that. People don't really talk about like being in toxic relationships and then going into a healthy relationship and how hard that is. And like, I don't know. It's like it's it's crazy because 
you don't realize it until you are in a healthy relationship. Right. Like you don't realize how toxic your relationships were until you are in a healthy one. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to change your mindset and go into a healthy relationship, like coming from a background with just toxic relationships. Right. But at what point did you feel like, all right, everything that I've, or everyone that I've dated in relationship that I've been in has kind of held this certain amount of toxicity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you really have to know and understand like, oh, this is toxic for you Mm -hmm. to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Like, there has to be a healthier version of this. Yeah. Oh, like, when do you know it's, like, not healthy? Yeah. Like, when do you know it's toxic? Like, super toxic? Um, I feel like if you're unhappy in the relationship and if if you just know that there's too much emotional, like, um, abuse, physical abuse, like, those things just aren't healthy at all. At all. I think that most times people don't recognize that. And especially when you come from a home background where you see that in other relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, like some parents and like siblings or whatever, you kind of think that that's normal. And then I feel like when you're in that relationship, like for me, with my first relationship, I thought I was supposed to take all that shit. Like that shit's regular. That's what you do in a relationship. You know, that emotional abuse and, you know, all the, the hardships that come. Because I've seen it at home, you know, my parents. And I'm like, all right, that's regular. That's how you show love. You know, that's how you know that you care type shit. And that was not it at all. <laughs> not it at all. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a lot of people don't recognize that. And then when they do, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, maybe that ain't it. But, I mean, I hope y'all getting out of that, recognizing that more sooner than later but i feel like eventually we all get to that point um you know when you kind of start dating around you know i feel like we start dating around you kind of meet different people that bring to light things that you didn't even know was possible in a relationship and i feel like for me and you obviously i knew that i wanted what i what i wanted what like I didn't have and the shit that I was going through I was like yeah there's got to be a way better version of that and I feel like when people see us they definitely think like and we and they say it a lot they're like oh my god you guys are so cute like I can't wait to have something like that and you know we do talk like in a way where we have a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. but it's not easy (laughs) y'all it's It's not not easy Mm -mm. honestly I think at some point maybe in the beginning that we kind of clashed with the sense of toxicity that we had ourselves Mm -hmm. and then I think we kind of worked through there yeah yeah like in the beginning it was all it was cute it was it was semi peaches and creams until we realized like oh fuck like all right there's things Mm -hmm. that we kind of got to come together and give on Mm -hmm. and not come for each other and and our triggers um what's your idea yeah how many on how many toxic relationships do you think you've been in well i mean one Mm -hmm. relationship situationships Mm -hmm. i feel like a few 
a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think some of them were me. Mm-hmm. And it was because, you know, I was being a hard ass when I got out of a relationship and I wanted to be the asshole that I wasn't in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I definitely had my part in playing, you know, my toxic traits and bringing it into situations and making it harder for people to, I guess, so to say, like, win me over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I did, like, bring my guard down and try to be soft. I ended up with assholes who was kind of giving me that karma back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get my car impounded. Mm -hmm. You know, talking to moms that don't like me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think I've had, at some point, I feel like we've all given a sense of toxicity. Yeah. And for some people, they like that. Um, I think at some point in, especially in your younger ages, I think that I fucked with it for the simple fact that Again, it was this idea that they care and like you're supposed to argue. You're supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. um, be not shit to each other from time to time, you know, because that's that's the passion that comes with the relationship. Like who wants to be in a relationship where there's no arguing like that's boring. You feel like nobody cares, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think that anymore. <laughs> um, so I do think like in the beginning, you think like that toxic shit is cute and it, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I think once I did all that, I was like, yeah, this is like the furthest thing from what I want. Yeah, it's very exhausting. Like, I feel like I was just like in a toxic relationship after a toxic after a toxic. And it's just, it's very tiring. Like, people really drain the life out of you. Truly, truly. And I see people who do it. Like, I've I've been surrounded by people who do it, you know, relation after relation after relation. And still not done with the last situation ship. And it's just so much. It's just constant oh, drag yeah, of toxicity, so you know, mm-hmm. into the next, into the next. And, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of it kind of fucks up, um, you know, everybody's, I guess, so to say, um, like how they move. Like people stop trusting mm-hmm. people. And like we, we're kind of our own worst enemy, if, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, but I'm here to tell you. Being in a healthy relationship is not any easier than a toxic relationship. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's it. I wouldn't say it's the same level of like hardness. I don't Mm-mm. think it's if that's even a word, but it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's definitely more rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, like I said in the beginning, we had our. Not saying like we still don't have, we don't hit bumps from time to time, but I think in the beginning, once we got past the whole like, I like you, I know I want to be here type shit, like taking each other serious, we kind of hit a couple bumps in the road. And then I think that was because we were different in that time. Like, I feel like we wanted the same things, but we were kind of on different levels of how we were going to get there. Um, and I think that that just played from past relations and we, <laughs> I think, uh, communication was one of our hardest things in the beginning. I think we were on a level where we wanted to be very communicative. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, even when we thought we were, we kind of weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with you in the beginning was that you were so you were single for so long that I felt like you didn't know what it was like to be in a relationship and me 
coming from situationships and relationships, like I knew that I wasn't going to deal with it again. Like I was like, this is the third girl I'm talking to. I'm not dealing with the bullshit. Number one and number two put me through hell and back. And I was like, and I'm not doing it again. Like I was putting my foot down. And that's when I started therapy though. And I was like, not started, but it was like mid therapy. And that's when I started putting boundaries, like in people that I dated, because that seemed to always be a topic of conversation in my therapy sessions. So for me, I was like, the next person that I meet, like, I'm not dealing with the bullshit. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm, t- and I was like, I live by myself. I got my own plate. Like, I have a good job. Like, why the fuck do I need to put up with bullshit? You know? So I was like, I was like, yeah, there's no way. And I felt like when I met you, some of the issues that we had were that you just, things that I thought were common sense for you, they weren't common sense. Because you, you were the single friend for so long. Yeah. So I feel like you would do things that I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I was like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what, what what's your what's your motive here? Like, what are we playing games? Because you could tell me that because I could play games too. Like, <laughs> I love playing games. I love it. No, she don't. Um, like, I had no problem dating around, but I feel like, we mutually kind of were in this like, oh, well, I see you every weekend. And like pretty much like we were kind of only dating each other. Mm-hmm. And there was never a conversation about like, oh, yeah, I'm dating other people. So I feel like, I don't know, that's important in the beginning too to kind of find what is the motive. But like I, I feel like people hate asking, what are we? Mm-hmm. Because then they look crazy or they sound crazy like what do you mean what are we we've been talking for two weeks but like i feel like for lesbians that's different yeah because you could be dating multiple people you could be going on dates and that's fine you just gotta like be straight up with people like i'm here for a good time like i'm not here <laughs> for to good be time, cuffed. Not a long time yeah i'm not here to be cuffed yeah but i i think that when we started dating i was like okay like i don't know yet and then i think after our first couple like gatherings and shit i was just like all right yeah like i always had the not always but i was in a space where i was like okay like i'm really ready to chill the fuck out like i'm ready to be in a relationship i've been single for five years it doesn't matter that i I mean i had those situationships but still like i'm like i want to be serious 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 Mm -hmm. and that's when we ran into each other and I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I mean, so far she's given the vibes. Like, you know, I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. And then again, I, I think, you know, after spending a weekend and mm-hmm. another weekend, I hate when it does this. And another weekend, I was just like, all right, uh, I think I can be more serious with this. And I can say that I struggled with it a little bit in the beginning because I was single for so long that I'd never had not never but um there just weren't any boundaries and I hadn't had like my own set of boundaries like I'm just you know when you I feel like when you're in a single state you're just like I'm just living I'm living everything goes that is what it is Mm -hmm. um so I do think when you get back into relationship mode you kind of fall a little oblivious to the things that could potentially not be acceptable to the person that you're dating 
Yeah. And um, I won't say, like, it was it hard? Yes, because I was oblivious to some things. And when she told me, I was just like, well, goddamn. All right, then I'm just going to have to figure this out. Like, I didn't, especially being in the mental state that I thought I was at my best. And then for her to be like, yeah, that don't fly, that don't fly, that don't fly, not fucking with that. And I'm just like, God damn. Well, you're you making me sound crazy. No, but it again, there was a slight there was a slight difference though because like you said, you came from relationship to relationship relationship. You ain't really have that big ass break in between and and really, you know, like how I did. So, I feel like you you did come in guns blazing. And I think initially I was just like, "Oh man." It's not what I wanted. <laughs> like, I don't, how I'm getting the heat under my ass already. Um, but every time, you know, I guess you kind of brought the heat, I was just like, nah, I feel you. I hear you. Like, I want you to tell me these things mm-hmm. because I want to be considerate. Because I have to think about it in, in my own, yeah. you know, like, what I want the person to be considerate of me too. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So um, it was hard to hear. But eventually I adjusted um, and I told her, like, you got to work with me. I'm, you know, I'm coming from this state and now I'm like here, like I'm going to do the things necessary that need to be done for us to move forward. Um, But you just got to like, and for a while she was ready to drop me. uh, She was ready. She was gassing my ass one time and I was like, no, relax. Like, I'm dead ass trying to stay. She was like, you can let me know. I could go. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> she was really out here to, to throw me off the island. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just because, I, like I said, I was like, I have been in so many bad situations that I'm just not going to deal with it. I was like, I am not. Like, there, people can't be this crazy. Like, <laughs> crazy. And I use that, that word lightly, not literally crazy. But I'm like. Like, I'm like, am I the problem? Like, am I really the issue right now? Like, am I attracting people who are toxic? Or do I always feel like I need to fix people? Like, what is it? So going into this relationship, I was coming in hard. Because I'm like, enough with the crap. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And, like, I feel like without giving too much information, it was just like, I felt like Jojo would do things that I was like, that's not respectful. Like, you don't respect me. Like. Why would you do that? And if like, like I'm going to give an example, like, let's say, let's say she gave her number to somebody like little things like that, or not really little things that would be like, yo, what's the motive? Why am I here? <laughs> what's the motive? Why, why am I here? If you're doing that, like, please tell me, you know? So <laughs> she wasn't doing that, but that was just an example right. of the level of things that, that would pop up. And I'm like. Estoy confundida. Um, I also <laughs> think that it, we're on different levels of like severity. You feel me? Like uh-huh. I won't take everything serious. And she's not that she takes everything serious, but she's a little bit more like, no, that shit matters. See, you say that, but I feel like if it were me, right? And just because I dated men and women, if it were me and I were to do that with a guy, uh-huh. you, you would have been like. Oh, no, not with a man. Like, no, 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 no. So I feel like, I don't know. I, I, uh-huh. 
you I can't think, you can't use that because I, I need an explanation. I need an example and you're not about to give me an example right now. I'm not, but whatever. I just feel like if if it were me doing that, I think you would have reacted the same way. But I was like, I'm not trying to be a shitty person. What do you because mean? Because for what? Like, I wasn't going to, like, reciprocate your energy. Oh. Like, I wasn't going to be on my fuck girl the, shit. But here's the thing. Like, half of the shit that really took place wasn't even my fault. So, did I take... Come on, no. Because she be <laughs> drawing. Like, and I think what's hard, too, when moving forward is that um, with new relationships, when you're trying to be on a more healthy end of it um is that we bring past we bring past triggers past traumas and i think i used to feel like sometimes when she was hitting me like lighting fire under my ass i was just like wow that's really crazy because when i hear about the shit that you would tell me about the past relationships that you had i'm just like i kind of felt not i don't know like i feel like i was put i was put on the same like you know level as them and i was just like damn that's kind of fucked up like uh-huh. i don't feel like um mm-hmm. anywhere close to that and i'm you know like trying hard as hell busting mm-hmm. my ass to not be compared to that and somehow and not- i feel like it was still in a way come back to that mm-hmm. and that's a little discouraging you know yeah but it wasn't like i wasn't trying to like sh- i wasn't trying to compare you to them but it was just like that's to me it was like this is how it starts this is how it starts. These little things turn into bigger things. Like this, like I don't know. Like that's how I was coming into come coming into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back, um, I don't know. I do think that sometimes I would be hard on you. <sighs> I mean, sometimes it is what it is. I think like when you come hard in the beginning, like you said, it does set the tone. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you didn't if you didn't come with me with these expectations and these boundaries that were going to help us progress, um, I think that I would have, it would have been a different story for us. Mm-hmm. Cause I definitely do. I will say that in past situations that, you know, if people weren't pressing me or putting me in my place, I'm doing whatever to doing whatever the fuck I want, you know? Yeah. And I'm just, I hate to say it, but in that time I was the type of person to be like, if you let me do these things and never said anything about it before. When you come later trying to say something about it, I'm not. I'm not gonna respect it. I'm gonna be like, why all of a sudden is it a problem? So I do respect the fact that you were just like, yeah, that's not gonna work. Yeah, I'm not fuck with that. Figure it out, or I can step. Um. So I do think like you know that was a smart thing to do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, it definitely like put me in my place and I was just like all right I need to be dead ass like for real I need to get it together like I'm not I think it took Mm -hmm. me a while to accept the fact that I'm not this single person anymore yeah but then part of me doesn't 100% agree with coming crazy and coming with your strict rules and boundaries because I always feel like why do I even have to say anything you know but you do (laughs) but you do because everybody comes from a different background has different relationships and different expectations but so it's like saying like oh well you should have known i didn't like that or you should know i don't like pickles you know some weird shit like that like i can't Uh read your mind no i know that but i i'm just saying like sometimes it does feel like sometimes i do feel like what if i just didn't say anything like how would this relationship even be would there even be one like, what if I would have just been like, yeah, let me let it slide. Like, it is what it is. Like, I feel like if 
if I would have been so nonchalant, then I wouldn't have been like I don't think we would have been in a relationship mm-hmm. because I I would have been like this girl fucking like I would have just matched your energy and then it would have been a toxic yeah, it been cycle toxic as fuck. and like y'all can say whatever y'all want but like lesbian relationships could be a little toxic yeah and it's so annoying mm-hmm. because it's just like why do we have to be like that yeah <laughs> I mean that's just like I think it's just kind of in us to an extent as females because i feel like people are like that with their friends too i mean female wise they're like that with their friends and it's crazy because when we were at that comedy show and she had mentioned like oh yeah like i piece it up with dudes or like dudes don't fight with each other they don't get all butt hurt about things mm-hmm. i think as females we kind of do take things a little bit more personal um but again i think that when i met you i was ready to do you know really be serious so i'm not saying that you had to come hard for me to like you know whip mm-hmm. into shape um i think i still would have found my way and and took initiative on my own mm-hmm. um just like i do now mm-hmm. i feel like i'm just like let me do the right things like yeah um but i don't know i i sometimes i hate when we talk about the fuckery in it from the beginning because like i really get scolded for that shit um and i kind of feel like in the beginning even though like i was so high on you i feel like i was just not like for you it just wasn't the same it was just like yeah this girl got me fucked up and i don't know how i feel about it moving forward mm-hmm. um which i don't know why it happens but i feel like when i'm a little not a little fucked up but i feel like when I encounter situations in the beginning of relations. Um, they kind of end up turning out to be a relationship. I don't know why, but when things are when things are like peachy, peaches and creams mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's just like yeah, this shit don't last. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think you know. Eventually, I was just like, ah, uh, you know, we're on a different level. We want the same things, and I think. It was like, it was just like an adult vibe for me. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I need to fucking grow up, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I want to be in a grown up relationship, these are the things I have to do. And I think a lot of it came from, I think with being with her, I acknowledged um, a, a quite amount of things. <laughs> I can't get it the fuck out, right? Um, but I also think that that came from your version of therapy. You know, again, we came from we we came from different Mm -hmm. paths and paths Uh where I was still living at home, although I had a fucking grown up job. Mm -hmm. She's living on her own. So it was like she was growing in ways where she could. And Mm -hmm. I was still, you know, I was growing differently, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I was still hindered in a way. Mm -hmm. So. When I got with her, I was just like, oh, I really need to step my shit up. Like, she lived by herself. She got her own full-time job. She got her, like, degrees down packed. Like, I'm still out here trying to get a fucking associate. Like, um, not that I thought I was anything less. Like, I obviously thought I was worthy enough for us, you know, to be with you. Mm -hmm. But I did feel like. And it was weird because for a while, I've always felt, like, higher, I Mm -hmm. guess so to say. 
than most people that mm-hmm. I dated or just like the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when me and you got together, I was just like, all right, I took a couple inches down. I don't like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how I felt in the beginning. Because I feel like success doesn't make you better. I mean, uh, that's just one aspect of life, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't like that. But let's talk about our idea of a healthy relationship. Um, I think, again, like I said in the beginning, with, with the idea of a healthy relationship, you think, you know, everything's always good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always love. It's always affectionate. Mm-hmm. It's always, like, you're present. Mm-hmm. You're... You're, you know, always on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you want you guys want the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the idea of just like happiness, a mm-hmm. happy home, a happy relationship. Yeah, I would say my idea of a healthy relationship is just like communication is is a big one. Mm-hmm. It's a big aspect, and when you're in a relation when you're in a healthy relationship you guys are both working on yourselves individually like yeah. on your 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 own insecurities mm-hmm. and i think that in a healthy relationship people communicate when they feel insecure mm-hmm. instead of just holding a grudge and being an asshole for no reason like I don't know, like, let's say you go to a club and then I get mad at you instead of me saying, like, well, I'm insecure because I think that, I don't know, like, you might cheat on me or, or something like that mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I just kind of, like, give you an attitude and give you a hard time. Yeah. And I feel like when you're in a healthy relationship, it's okay to tell them, like, that's I'm insecure because of this or I'm insecure because of that or I'm insecure because of my past. Like you have to communicate that. And if they're a healthy person, they're not going to make you feel bad for your insecurities. They're going to work with you. Um, You know, after a certain time, you do have to give people grace. Like it's like they're not going to get over something overnight. Like I feel like it takes a lot of self-work and like, like I said, working on yourself, whether that's journaling whether that's therapy whether that's becoming a healthy whatever the, the idea is of, of like becoming a healthier version of yourself yeah and comparing it to like my toxic relationships i dealt with a lot of insecure people like looking back who didn't tell me what was wrong mm-hmm. and it was like literally like so hard to get things out of them like yeah. I, I would be like what's the problem here? Like, I'm literally so confused as to, like, what the problem is. And I dated someone who was, like, very insecure about men. Like, they just didn't like men. <laughs> like, it was, like, a, like, I couldn't even have, like, I couldn't even have, like, co-worker, men, friends. Like, it was, like, weird. Like, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like, you, you know, you connect with your coworkers outside of work like you have each other's numbers or whatever the case y'all don't gotta be best friends but maybe you guys just share that contact information um they didn't like that either and it was like the biggest drama anytime every time like i would have a conversation with a man and i'm like this is extreme like this is like crazy like not every man is trying to get at me yeah 
you know, like we're truly just having a conversation or this is actually work related. Like you really need to stop coming crazy. So in in that process, they were toxic. And I, I don't want to say that I wasn't toxic, but like at times I would match their energy. Mm-hmm. So you want to scream at me? So I'm going to scream at you. And I don't even like screaming. So if I'm really like screaming, like that means I'm fucking frustrated. Like I am just like livid. And like I had a roommate at the time. And I'm 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 a person that I like to be respectful. If I'm arguing with you and I have roommates, then I really don't give a fuck. I the whole the whole block could hear us at this point. Um, obviously that's not me anymore. But like that's how it used to be. <laughs> that's how yeah, that's how it good. used to be. You are a little crazy. When do I scream though? You're a little crazy. I do not scream. I no, never you raise don't, my voice. If anything. I agree. You gotta be mad as fuck. I gotta be mad as fuck, like about to cry, mad. Yeah. Um, and that's how the arguments would be in my past relationships. And then I would be like, it doesn't need to be this hard. Like I would literally sit down and be like, it shouldn't have to be this hard. Mm -hmm. And with a healthy relationship, yes, it's hard, but it doesn't seem impossible. And when you're in a toxic relationship, it seems impossible. Like, we literally cannot get to the same page. We're arguing about the same things. Every week, it's something new. Mm. And I feel like in a healthy relationship, every week, if anything, you guys are having, like, check-ins. And you're communicating, but, like, in a healthy way. It's not, like, in an attitude. It's not, like, in a raising your voice is it's, it's none of that it's more of like let me let me know what i'm doing wrong or let me know if i've improved from the last time that we had like a little check-in or whatever mm. um and we never really had i never really had check-ins in my past relationships yeah i think i'm a little um i'm not as vocal as yes, you are n- no relax <laughs> i'm not as vocal in past relationships. Let me get that, please. (laughs) Now you really try to come heavy, talk about, yes, you are. Yeah, now I'm putting my foot forward and I'm like, I need to fucking speak up Mm -hmm. because I I think that one of the main issues that I had is I was not being vocal about the things that did bother me to avoid confrontation. I tell her all the time, I'm not a person who like, who likes to indulge mm-hmm. in confrontation. I don't like arguing. And one of the main reasons that it was hard for me to vocalize what bothered me mm-hmm. other than not wanting to start an argument um, was the fact that I sometimes don't know how to articulate what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I could say something and then it's taken the wrong way. And then, you know, I be- I now become the bad guy, you know? Um, so it's, it was just a lack of understanding from my point of view. And I just eventually got to a point where I felt like it wasn't worth it for me to say anything because I was the person who wanted to hold on to the better parts of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that in the beginning, I would tell you all the time, like it was mad hard for me to even say what bothered me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like get into those conversations, which, she had no problem. She was like, this is wrong. This is what I'm not fucking with. You know? And and it was... 
Because I'm, I guess, well, we've talked about this. I'm like a people pleaser. I'm a person pleaser, especially oh, when it comes to being in a relationship. Like, I want to please my partner. I want my partner to be happy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've gotten to a point where I know that I can't make her happy all the time. Like, mm-hmm. that has to be her own thing. Um, but, you know, I obviously still want to play my part in making it less of a, you know, stressful home. Um, but I think that with wanting to make my partner happy, you know, you kind of just shut down, Mm -hmm. shut up and just go with the flow. And I felt like when I wasn't speaking, it was coming off like there was nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then it's insulting, not insulting, but it's a little discouraging and it kind of hurts your feelings when you're, when it's like, you're always telling me what I'm doing wrong Mm -hmm. or like, you know, cause I mean, it's not always wrong. You know, when, when our partners tells us something, we always think like, oh, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing something right or here I go fucking up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's not, it's not to be mean, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a while to feel like, you know, I think I still struggle with it, but I'm a, mo- a little bit more accepting to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the criticism or like the telling me, you know, what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't be like, this is what you're doing wrong, and this is the list, and you're making it sound like no. I do that. You're making I, it sound like I have a list. No, <laughs> not necessarily like this is what you're doing wrong. Um, but it would just be like, hey, like I want to talk, mm-hmm. and I hate the I want to talk or like we gotta talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm doing that more now, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, okay, let's let's talk about it. Um. It's kind of like having a check-in and a Mm check-in is basically just like talking about what you've been having on your mind and like what's been good, but also what you think is just not working for y'all. Yeah. Like in the relationship, in the household, like this is your partner and you're also your roommate, also your friend. Like things aren't always going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something, you know? Um. And I feel like we learned a lot about that when we moved in together. We're going to have to probably make a, a separate episode about, <laughs> about you hauling. We had an argument on the first day. On the first but, day what? Yeah, but that's for another day. On the first day what? On the first day that we moved in together. Oh, wow. It was like a mini argument. It wasn't like something big. Oh, what was it? We're not, I don't want to talk but about it. Do you remember that. what it was about? Yeah, I feel like you had an attitude. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I said, yeah, why yeah. you got attitude on first day moving? Like, I should be tired. <laughs> why are you tired? I should be tired. Because <laughs> I drove the U-Haul. <laughs> an hour and a half, babe. An babe, hour and a half. That's still a big-ass truck. What you talking about? And I, it was, I had, pa- I had, I was packing. And, of course, like, I'm one of these packers that, like, I really like to organize. One box for this, one box for that. Got to bubble wrap everything. Like, I'm not about to have shit flying everywhere. Um, so I kind of stressed myself out stress, myself out with that. And that day was just like a long day. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I don't need the attitude on top of that. I didn't have an attitude. She, you hear how she said she had a long day. She was just over the shit. So she felt like I was giving her attitude. And honestly, uh-huh. that was one of the things that we had an issue with in the beginning was like my, I guess so to say like my attitude or, mm-hmm. or my mood. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, I'm not allowed to have a mood. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was just like I crazy. I think maybe people who, maybe people who have your personality can relate, but like, mm-hmm. 
if you are the person that's like always outgoing, always trying to like be the life of the party, blah, blah, blah. When you shut down, do people be like, yo, what's wrong? Because we're not used to that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not used to you having being like quiet or like being in a mood. Like not saying that you got to be the life of the party all the time. But like it was since it was a new space for us and we were living together and I didn't see you like I wasn't seeing you as often. I was seeing you more often when you live together. And I'm like, oh, this girl is like not who I thought she was. <laughs> not in a not in a negative way, but I'm like, she's chill. Like she be chilling. And that's fine. But then I'm like, is something wrong? Because I'm chilling all the time. <laughs> Does that make that's sense? Funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. what's the drama? Yeah. I'm a, I'm like, I can be chilling in like uh, chilling settings. And then in social settings, I, like I'm just kind of like, you mm -hmm. know, a little but bit But sometimes more fun. even in social settings, you have your time where you're like, oh, I'm not really, yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking I'm with not it. really trying to do too much today, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But she's chill all the time. And the mm -hmm. same way she thought that that was weird for me. I initially thought like it was weird for her to be chill all the time because when you're so chill, it kind of came off as like, you don't give a fuck. You don't want to be here. You're not. And then eventually I'm just like, you know what? It's it's true. You really got to take them for what they are. When they show you the first time, that is what it is. So I was like, you know, I oh, can't keep yeah. taking it personal. She's just like this. Let her be like that. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to try to show all your moods to someone when you don't see them every day. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like, it's just like, sometimes, <laughs> like, sometimes I could be chill, but then sometimes I could be like super active and doing a hundred million things at once. And I don't know. So it was, it was just a lot for us to kind of realize when we moved in together, but a story for another day. Um, I do want to talk about how sometimes like in relationships, we feel like love is enough. Do you feel like love is enough to like have a long-term healthy relationship and marriage and all of that? Like, do you think that love could solve all problems? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think in my younger days, I absolutely 110% believed that love was enough mm -hmm. and how very naive of me to believe that. <laughs> um, I was OD heavy on the love is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal to the person as long as, you know, mm -hmm. I love them. When I tell you I love you, I mean that shit. Mm -hmm. um, I think to an extent, I'm still like that. You know, when I tell you I love you, I fucking love you. And that's that. Mm -hmm. But I come to realize that not everybody lives by that you know not everybody agrees to that for a lot of people love isn't enough mm -hmm. and when you get left you realize love really isn't enough yeah so i think you know eventually it becomes um it, it's kind of fucked up because people say they love you and then do the shadiest shit to you mm -hmm. and i think after experiencing that and seeing how people are really not shit sometimes um you know i feel like love really isn't enough you have to respect it. If you love me, you have, you know, you would respect me. If you love me, then you would be considerate. You know, mm -hmm. if you love me, you would sit down and have these conversations. Mm -hmm. You understand? Um, so I don't think that love is, love is enough. You actually have to, it, it's a good mm -hmm. part. Um, but you actually have so many other things that apply to a relationship to make it survive. I agree. I feel like, 
people sometimes think that, oh, you know, we love each other like a lot. And like, it's just, it's just going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like everything's going to work out. And no, things can't just work out if you don't communicate. Like love is great. Love is necessary. But just love just isn't enough. And I feel like, um, I lost my train of thought, but. I don't know. Sometimes you really, really love, like, love a person, but you don't, like, in past relationships, like, you don't communicate on, like, what's, like, what the issues are. Mm -hmm. So you're never, like, it's, it's kind of like they get a high uh, off, like, arguing and then making up. And all they do is like argue and make up and do that. What's it called? The makeup sex makeup and all of that. All but that. they never do the work to actually fix what the argument was about. They get swept under the rug. And it's really just like a cycle. Mm -hmm. And then you keep doing it. And like th that's why some relationships last for like three or four years like that. Where it's like they're infatuated with each other. They really love each other. Mm -hmm. They're super attracted to each other, but sometimes I'm like, is it lust or is it love? Like, what is it? I think it? it's just being attached to the idea of, like, we've gone through all these things together. And mm -hmm. I'm a big person um, in, like, if you've spent a lot of time with somebody, mm -hmm. you know, that time counts for something. Mm -hmm. Or at least it has to. And in reality, for some people, that time don't count for shit. You know? Mm -hmm. You got people who spend 15, 20 years together mm -hmm. and, you know, our, their relationship don't make it you know mm -hmm. people are cheating and all this stuff and it's just like damn you you kind of have no choice but to be like damn that's like you know time of my life i spent with this person um but i feel like you know that's why people do the back and forth is because mm -hmm. it's just like well we can't let go of this time like we know each other we know the shit so it's just you take it for what it is mm -hmm. um but i think I don't it's, I don't like that though like that mentality of like oh but we've been together for this long like mm -hmm. i feel like even with friendships, like, you meet a friend and they do better for you in, like, the short time span than than your friends that you've known since you were a kid. You know, mm -hmm. like, the way they treat the, the friendship, the way they treat you as a person, it's way, it's, like, so much better than a friend that you've had since you were, like, in elementary school. Like, sometimes the like the time together really doesn't matter as much. Um, but to tie it in with with like healthy relationships and things like that. I feel like sometimes we tolerate a lot more from our relationships than our friendships. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I think that people fail to realize that. So an example I want to give is like, let's say, um, you know, you, you live with a friend who doesn't work, doesn't do any chores around the house has expectations of you to like cook and clean and um you know it's just an inconsiderate person you know would you tolerate that like the same thing if if you were um like dating them you know like it i wouldn't tolerate a friend like that i would be like girl you gotta get a job or something not like you right? know like i feel like sometimes we just tolerate a lot more things from people from, that we date yeah. and sometimes we have to think about like would I tolerate this from a friend? No. So why am I tolerating it from you? Mm -hmm. Just because we're in a relationship, okay. But at the same time, it's like sometimes people just take advantage yeah. of the fact that you're in a relationship and the fact that you guys been together for so long. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, I refuse to do that back and forth shit. Mm -hmm. And 
we made it very clear that is not the wave not it Mm -hmm. I don't do that breaking up and making up and I feel like it really tarnishes the relationship when you Mm -hmm. do that back and forth shit Mm -hmm. um so that that was not it I think a lot of the time we had to make sure like we had the uncomfortable conversations even regardless of how we didn't know it was going to trigger us Mm -hmm. um and try to be very understanding of it Mm -hmm. um and like you said like moving forward you got to give them time to really get over it and you know you also have to give the person time to learn the ways you know to set those boundaries that Mm -hmm. you're putting you Mm -hmm. know what all right so let's talk about five signs um of a healthy relationship and basically what that looks like respect Mm mm-hmm Someone who respects your time, someone who respects your boundaries, mm-hmm. someone who respects, um, you know, their partner's values mm-hmm. and um, what's the other one? You know, beliefs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with them. Right. You just have to respect them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I'll be understanding to it. Yeah. And. Another thing, it's like respecting your time also means like respecting your personal time. Like I feel like in lesbian relationships, we said it before, sometimes we have this thing where we do everything together and it's okay to like let them do their own thing, let them do their own hobbies. If they like to play video games, let them play video games, let them hang out with their friends without you like you need sometimes you need that bestie time or that sister time or whatever the hell it is and um you got to respect people's time cuz we have to have like a hobby or an interest outside of this relationship. We can't be so consumed in it. Yeah. I feel like when you put too mm-hmm. much energy into just being in that orbit of that relationship, you kind of drain it out fast, you know? Mm-hmm. You guys kind of get over each other to an extent. Like mm-hmm. people become super attached and I get it, you know. But it's like you, at some point, you're like, damn, like, who mm-hmm. am I without this person? What am I doing? Where am I at without this person? Yeah. And it can be a little suffocating at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and work, for one thing, definitely gives that space. <laughs> yeah. Because she works from home. So I think, like, me not working from home it gives us that time apart. And she gets to do her own thing. And even though I'm fucking stuck at work, mm-hmm. um you know again it gives us that time to miss each other yeah but i think that it's a little not harder but i think why that is with lesbians is because mm-hmm. as females yeah. we just bond right it's just the bond that we have like we bond with our partner mm-hmm. like a sister right. you know like a best friend and that's where we kind of intertwine them mm-hmm. as one and i think that that's why so many um lesbians kind of just end up like just is them at all times yeah but i i feel like the like the time that you're apart gives you more time Time to miss each other you know right um and you have to fill in fill into your own cup like let's Mm -hmm. say i really like working out and you don't then why are you gonna be there yeah, I mean, we right. like that's a bad. You're just gonna example. ruin the. You're gonna ruin the you're vibes. You're gonna ruin the vibes. Yeah, like, you don't even like this. That's yeah. like I like playing. Let's say I like playing video games and you don't, and then I'm like, yeah, come play video games. You're not even. Wow, gonna, I don't like doing shit. You don't. No, this is an example. <laughs> no, you know yeah. we. You know, but it's but just even like, like with hanging out with people, like mm-hmm. you got a lot of couples who go and do 
you know, social things together. And mm-hmm. that's fine. You can go out with your partner. You guys can go out with your friends. But sometimes it's like, there's always like one partner who doesn't mm-hmm. have any friends and sticks to their partner who has mm-hmm. friends. Um, or like, you know, they all have friends, but then it's like, you don't go anywhere without your significant other with your friends. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you need to have that space with your friends too, because it just has to be somewhere you you get away mm-hmm. from, you know. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're up under your partner at all times, it's just like again you don't get that, you don't get to form that individuality, and mm-hmm. then you know you kind of miss out on some of your friendships. Yeah. And you know some of the people that you do have with you are here, you know, for good reasons and yeah. for better purposes. And I feel like you mm-hmm. can't neglect your friends. Yeah, and another thing with that, I feel like sometimes when people are in a long, um, long-term relationship and then they're no longer in that relationship, they feel lost mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything that they did, they did with their with partner. Their person, everything yep. that now their whole schedule and their whole life is going to remind them of this person because you kind of revolved your life around them. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's just important to know that you're your own person. I don't really even like to use the term... You complete me because I am my own person and you're your own person. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that just makes you like overall just like a more confident person. Yeah. Because sometimes you may be in a relationship and it may end and then you you feel like. You got nothing. Yo, Nobody. like I'm nothing with this. <laughs> like what the fuck is my life? Like yeah. it's like you feel like, like I said, lost and just like who am I? Like. And then it's hard as fuck trying to get them friends back. Oh my god! I mean, the they'd ones, be over it. Yeah, they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, now look at you! Now you want to come back?" Some will understand. Uh huh. Um, some will just be like, "Yeah, but you left me high and dry." Like uh-huh. you know. Um, but yeah, you know, respect your partner uh-huh. and give each other space. Yeah, number two is that you feel comfortable um, expressing your concerns to your partner. Like we said before you can communicate about things that bother you and things that you're insecure about. And they don't respond in a way that makes you feel like you're being judged, makes you feel weird. Like they are here to listen. They're here to work with you. And they, they're they here to basically be your friend and not judge you, you know? I feel like with that, you have to go in with the idea of the way I want to be understood mm-hmm. or the way I want to be listened to is the way that I'm going to give you that in return, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, again, it's very, we're all guilty of having the heart, like not wanting to have the hard conversations out of fear of hurting one another's mm-hmm. feelings or it being misconstrued and taken the wrong way. But I feel like, you know, when you're really serious about the relationship and, you know, you're, you know that you have to do those uncomfortable things mm-hmm. and you have to be a little bit more willing to understand Mm -hmm. you know it it, it'll definitely help you know Mm -hmm. um number three is that you (laughs) feel physically safe Mm. with each other um and they don't force you to do things that you don't want to do plain and simple yeah truly yeah uh number four i wrote that you like them i'm crying and i wrote that (laughs) i wrote that you like them you like them because you got to think about it like this. Like, do you like your partner as a person? Mm-hmm. Like, if you guys weren't in a relationship, 
would you be friends with them? Right. Is this someone that you see that you would see like as a friend? Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. Like, um, these are things we don't think about. Yeah. Like you really don't think in depth of like, oh, a relationship has to inquire all these things or you mm-hmm. got to be mindful of all these things mm-hmm. you think oh again it's just the fun the happy the sex the mm-hmm. the cute couple things pictures and vacations and shit like that and they don't really think like you really have to inquire all these things to make it succeed in the mm-hmm. best way possible for y'all you know yeah and i agree you have to like the person you like me mm-hmm. you like me as a person i'm done with her <laughs> <laughs> So I know my mom always tells me she would never be my friend, but that's a conversation that's for another day. <laughs> that is tragic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then number five, I wrote that you motivate each other. Um, I really want to emphasize that like relationships aren't a competition, and sometimes you may feel insecure because you feel like, well, like we talked about this earlier, like oh, like they they're you know, they have this type of job or they have this degree or they, they're getting paid this much. Like, you got to see that as motivation at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, And you have to, like, motivate each other and, like, clap for each other. Like, nothing feels worse than you sharing good news to your partner and they come in with some slick-ass remark afterwards. Like, like must be nice. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, like, just saying something that's just, it wasn't it wasn't positive at all. Yeah. It could be the littlest thing. It could be like, oh, I ran a mile in ten minutes. Yeah, I think like mm-hmm. with having that motivation is like you have to think about it. Your partner's win is your win too, you mm-hmm. know? When you're doing good, we're doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, the atmosphere here is good. Mm-hmm. And and we're more likely to continue to grow. Um, and I think even when it's not always good news and you're like Let's sit down and think of ways that you wanna mm-hmm. you wanna excel. Like let's brainstorm this shit together. Like I'm gonna help you. Mm-hmm. You know, that that even just being there in that space to be like, what do you need for mm-hmm. me to help you? Like mm-hmm. I'm down. Like that should go a long way. Right. That's my motivating for me. It's mm-hmm. just being like, I hear you. You could do it. I tell her all the time, she'd be like, Oh, you know, she's a very like she wants to do a lot of things and i think she can do fucking anything if she wanted to take it the fucking a rocket ship out of space i think that she could do it i'll be telling her like there's not a there's not a time where i'm not amazed with the amount of things that she can do and a lot of things you really think is common sense like she, she the thing the shit that she do she would think it's common sense and i'm like babe that's really not common sense bro like like what though <laughs> no no it's really not <laughs> like what though girl she be okay so she's she's more tech savvy than i am so i feel like when you are doing um like like what presentations yeah websites and Mm -hmm. like typing up you know taking things like information wise and Mm -hmm. like i'm like yo that's crazy i'm lucky if i know how to make a google doc (laughs) i can copy and paste (laughs) and i can type but don't ask me to create no website like i like there's a lot of things but you know i think those are things you learn along the way with being in school i'm not uh-huh. i don't got much school background so yeah but i think my mentality sometimes is just like google is free mm-hmm. and so is youtube mm-hmm. and and someone's gonna teach me from youtube or yeah. google 
So I think that's always my mentality. Like, I think I could do it. Yeah. So let's try. Um, but okay, so you want to talk about the four foundations of a healthy relationship? Yes. So just to give you guys an idea, um, the foundations that we have for a healthy relationship is boundaries. Um, and when setting boundaries, you know, you and your partner are able to find ways where you can meet each other in the middle Mm -hmm. for what feels comfortable for Mm y'all physically, sexually, spiritually, emotionally, digitally. Damn. I forgot what that was. Um, digitally. I forgot I had an example and it <laughs> slipped um, <laughs> materialistically. Uh, number two is communication. Like we said, a hundred times. Um, yeah. It's always going to come down to communication uh-huh. and how you receive what your partner is giving. Mm-hmm. We, I just feel like you have to be just willing and open to receive everything that they're giving you and not always take it in a negative light. You feel me? You have to make them feel valid. Mm-hmm. what they you know what they're feeling and what they're if they even come out to have you know to tell you mm-hmm. you know you got to take it it's gonna hurt at first but you gotta you gotta be uh you know conscious of it and mm-hmm. really take it into consideration mm-hmm. so um you know that's listening to them you know speaking back and actually having a conversation about it in you know the right setting and time mm-hmm. Uh, your body language, because mm-hmm. sometimes you could be sitting there looking around and sometimes that comes off as like you're not present, like mm-hmm. you're not giving a fuck at the time, you know. So definitely show a little bit more body positivity mm-hmm. and uh, digital conversations, not having conversations over text message or through the phone. So I used to be a person who would talk about who would argue through text message, but I wouldn't argue in front of your face or like oh, I'll pick up no, on the phone and be that. like. Now, all of a sudden, because um, tech, with, with texting, it gives you, like, you have more time to think about what you want to say. So I think that, that that's what it was for me. It's like, I have so many things going through my head that in the moment, um, I feared to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, text message, I used to argue through text message because I had time to really think about it's what like the, the fuck worst. I want to say. But yes, it's the worst thing that you can do because the you worst. don't know the tone that they're speaking in. You don't even really know, you know, the way that, they, like, it completely gets misconstrued. Bro, it's the worst. Not it. Yeah, not it. Um, oh, excuse me. Number three is trust. Building trust that takes time and mm-hmm. it allows couples to be vulnerable with one another. Everybody comes from a relationship where they've lost trust with someone and we are all guilty of carrying it forward in other yeah. relationships. You just have to give the person's chance to prove themselves. If they do not give you a reason not to trust them, you can't just not trust them. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. It's not right. You know, everyone deserves, you know, a start. Mm-hmm. I agree. I forgot. Oh. <laughs> um, and the last one is consent, uh, which most likely, I mean, is most commonly just referring to sexual activity, mm-hmm. you know? We have to respect, it goes back to the respecting our partner and their boundaries. If they're not in a space where they want to, you know, have those sexual interactions or even there's some people who don't like to be affectionate or mm-hmm. want to be touched and kissed at all times or just in public, really. Um, so I think respecting those boundaries and making sure, like, they're comfortable with it and, you know, open to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's all the boundaries 
that I have or foundations, I'm sorry, that uh, we had for a healthy relationship. So to end it, um, we're in a working healthy relationship. <laughs> and what I want you guys to take away from this is that it is not always peaches and cream. Uh-huh. If yeah. you're not I'm sure they know that. Yeah. If you're not, <laughs> you know, you're going to run into some things. But like I said, be accepting and open mm-hmm. about the things that your partner is bringing to you and make sure that you're getting that in return. It's not all, you know, take, take, take and give, give, give. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to go both ways. Yep. All right. Quick family meeting. Hey, ladies. Hope y'all been good. I love the podcast. Okay, so I don't believe in coming out, but this year I've been showing the world that I'm queer. Grab the flags. Uh, I also found that I might be polyamorous. So with that being said, I have a crazy crush on these two girls. Oh, two? Mm -hmm. I have a crazy crush on these two girls who happen to be sisters. Okay, one my age and the other two years older. It gets worse. I recently started working at their family business. Oh my God. They Uh both give me vibes, but I honestly don't know what to do with these feelings. Talk about juicy, girl. (laughs) So you got in a family business without being in the family yet? Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Wow, so sisters, that's rough. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where it was like siblings. Like, yeah. What's up? Or maybe I have. Very I interesting. That's a sticky situation. <laughs> so there has to be one that you like more than. It's fucked up because it's just like, oh, they're sisters. And if you do like one more and it happens to be the one that you like more that mm-hmm. doesn't really fuck with you in that same manner. and But the other one does. Mm-hmm. Is it fucked up that you go and now fuck with them knowing that they, you know, the that one likes you more than the one that you liked yeah yikes so with polyamory polyamorous people they date multiple people at the same time so were you thinking of dating both sisters at the same time Mm. that's a little tricky if you're gonna yeah that's super bold Uh like if you want to date other people that's fine Uh but keeping in a family that's like you know there's gonna be drama for sure yeah yeah <laughs> and they might not even if one finds out that you start talking to to one they're not gonna probably they're probably not even gonna entertain it yeah because why i'd keep it out the family that's a little <laughs> yeah that's 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 a lot that's a yeah. lot and right now you know the family's kind of you know paying you right now so if yeah. you're trying to keep the job it's probably not the best way to go yeah and honestly like Dating people that you work with could get really, really toxic. Yeah. And then it's like, if it doesn't last, now you have to come into work. Like, they might fire you, girl. If it doesn't work, they're going to be like, fire her. I feel like if you do, if you were to get in Mm -hmm. the situation with both sisters, you would at least have to find a new job. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, if they were into it and they're like, fine, like, you could. First of all, I hope you would do it with both their knowledge. And not like a behind their back kind of thing. Because that's a little fucked up. Uh-huh. That's asking to get caught. Like you're bound to get caught. Come on. Right. Um, But yeah, I would have to get out of that 
that family business because to be with them and then to work there too like it's always gonna be some some fuckery for sure and the mm-hmm. last thing you want is for parents and the family to be involved you know right um that's that's sticky mm-hmm. but uh what do you do with these feelings what should she do with these feelings i don't i mean if you're willing to pursue one i would say pursue one um mm-hmm not both right not both yeah but uh just kind of see where what like you said they both giving you the vibe see who really about the shit mm-hmm. have those conversations you know yeah good luck though <laughs> <laughs> all right next question says dating a 34 year old female who's living home with her parents and she is not out to them Love her, but it's becoming a turn off. Your fucking contacts are fire right now, bro. <laughs> fire. Because I was going to read it. I didn't think that you were going to see that. I can see it. But I was like, damn. So when you started reading it, fucking applaud. Good job, baby. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about this before in terms what? of dating people who are, are in, like, that are not out. So what? There, there's two um things here. Mm-hmm. They're 34 who's living with their parents mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not out yet. Okay. Yeah, but she's probably, you got to think about it too. We don't know the circumstances of why she's living with her parents. Of she could have, she, she could have been there for the last 34 years or she could have just got there, you know? Yeah. Like had to move there temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but I, I think at some point, um, you know, it really depends on the circumstances. Like I said, for why they had to go back home but mm-hmm. i think that when you live at home you at least have to have this like uh i don't know how to say it like there has to be a plan that all right i'm not gonna stay here forever oh yeah especially if you're 34 yeah but sometimes i really depends really depend too like again the circumstances because are your parents older did you move back home to help them type shit like we kind of have to be a little bit respectful of that um, sometimes our parents the, need us to be real. I get that, but then at the same time, it's like, so the whole coming out thing. Like, how come that hasn't happened? Yeah, like regardless of why she's still living back at home, Weird. if she's thirty four, maybe she, maybe she, you know, is like a late queer person or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Like maybe she just realized that she's gay. So I guess we can't really judge on that, mm-hmm. but. I will have a conversation with her on like, what's your home like? Like, what's your home situation like? Like, would I be able to come over? Is it Am I just a the friend? Right, like yeah. so I gotta be quiet uh-huh. in the room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I think it's harder to be like more conservative, um, with your relationship and shit when you're older. Mm-hmm. you know that's it i mean you feel like you're a teenager again and that's yeah that's fun for a minute but it's not it's not a a thing for everybody especially to be long term so that that is pretty hard but like you said gotta have the conversation and if it's not her time it's not her time to come out and mm-hmm. it's just up to you whether or not you have the patience to wait longer or just you have to you have to get out of that relationship and stop dating that person yeah but that's it that's all i got you got anything else 
Last thing, um, we want to give a shout out to Brujita. They have um, a small business and they sent us this candle. It smells delicious. Like top notch. Not only that, but they have a lot of skincare products. Um, We're going to show you guys on Instagram, but definitely recommend checking them out. Um, A lot of their products are like very natural. Um, so yeah, check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. It's been real. Keep it true. Or it's been true. Keep it real. <laughs> deuce, deuce, mother goose. Bye. Beducated, the number one resource for sexual health and happiness with over 50 plus instructors and with over 100 plus courses. Dive into an ever-growing library of online courses from sensual massage to sexual health where you'll understand how hormones affect the menstrual cycle to dating and tantra where you can practice exercises and learn about sex techniques to self-pleasure where you can discover what your body enjoys and be more skillful communicating it to your partner. Watch high-quality online courses from the comfort of your bed or wherever you find yourself. The courses are beautifully produced and easy to follow with many brilliant experts. Join Beducated and get excited about your love life today. Beducated is offering a great Valentine's Day sale. Get 50% off the yearly pass with my coupon code LESSCHAT.